0: chapter twenty three of lyrical ballads seventeen ninety eight by samuel taylor coleridge and william wordsworth this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by verity kendall lines written a few miles above Tinton abbey on revisiting the banks of the wye during a tour july thirteenth seventeen ninety eight five years have passed five summers with the length of five long winters and again i hear these waters rolling from their mountain springs with a sweet inland murmur footnote four the river is not affected by the tides a few miles above tinton footnote once again do i behold these steep and lofty cliffs which on a wild secluded scene impress thoughts of more deep seclusion and connect the landscape with the quiet of the sky the days come when i again repose here under this dark sycamore and view these plots of cottage ground and these orchard tufts which at this season with their unripe fruits among the woods and copses lose themselves nor with their green and simple hue disturb the wild green landscape once again i see these hedgerows hardly hedgerows little lines of sportive wood run wild these pastoral farms green to the very door and wreaths of smoke sent up in silence from among the trees with some uncertain notice as might seem of vagrant dwellers in the houseless woods or of some hermit's cave where by his fire the hermit sits alone though absent long these forms of beauty have not been to me as is a landscape to a blind man's eye but oft in lonely rooms and mid the din of towns and cities i have owed to them in hours of weariness sensations sweet felt in the blood and felt along the heart and passing even into my purer mind with tranquil restoration feelings too of unremembered pleasure such perhaps as may have had no trivial influence on that best portion of a good man's life his little nameless unremembered acts of kindness and of love nor less i trust to them i may have owed another gift of aspect more sublime that blessed mood in which the burthen of the mystery in which the heavy and weary weight of all this unintelligible world is lightened that serene and blessed mood in which affections gently lead us on until the breath of this corporal frame and even the motion of our human blood almost suspended we are laid asleep in body and become a living soul while with an eye made quiet by the power of harmony and the deep power of joy we see into the life of things if this be but a vain belief yet oh how oft in darkness and amid the many shapes of joyless daylight when the fretful stir unprofitable and the fear of the world have hung upon the beatings of my heart how oft in spirit have i turned to thee o sylvan Wy? thou wanderer through the woods how often has my spirit turned to thee and now with gleams of half-extinguished thought with many recognitions dim and faint and somewhat of sad perplexity the picture of the mind revives again while i stand here not only with the sense of present pleasure but with pleasing thoughts that in this moment there is life and food for future years and so i dare to hope though changed no doubt from what i was when first i came among these hills when like a row i bounded o'er the mountains by the sides of the deep rivers and lonely streams wherever nature led more like a man flying from something he dreads than one who sought the thing he loved for nature, then the cautious pleasures of my boyish days and their glad animal movements all gone by. To me was all in all. I cannot paint what then I was. The sounding cataract haunted me like a passion, the tall rock, the mountain, and the deep and gloomy wood, their colours and their forms were then to me an appetite, a feeling, and a love that had no need of remote charm, by thoughts supplied or any interest unborrowed from the eye that time is past and all its aching joys are now no more and all its dizzy raptures not for this faint time, nor mourn nor murmur other gifts have followed for such loss i would believe abundant recompense for i have learned to look on nature not as in the hour of thoughtless youth but hearing oftentimes that still sad music of humanity not harsh nor grating though of ample power to chasten and subdue and i have felt a presence that disturbs me with the joy of elevated thoughts a sense sublime of something far more deeply interfused, whose dwelling is the light of setting suns and the round ocean and the living air and the blue sky and in the mind of man a motion and a spirit that impels all thinking things all object of all thought and rolls through all things therefore am i still a lover of the meadows and the woods and the mountains and of all that we might behold from this green earth, of all the mighty world of eye and ear both what they half create footnote five this line has a close resemblance to an admirable line of young the exact expression of which i cannot recollect End of footnote. and what perceive well pleased to recognize in nature and the language of the sense the anchor of my purest thoughts the nurse the guide the guardian of my heart and soul of all my moral being nor perchance if i were not thus taught should i the more suffer my genial spirits to decay for thou art with me here upon the banks of this fair river thou my dearest friend my dear dear friend and in thy voice i catch the language of my former heart and read my former pleasures in the shooting lights of thy wild eyes oh yet a little while may i behold in thee what i was once my dear dear sister and this prayer i make knowing that nature never did betray the heart that loved her tis her privilege through all the years of this our life to lead from joy to joy for she can so inform the mind that is within us so impressed with quietness and beauty and so feed with lofty thoughts that neither evil tongues rash judgments nor the sneers of selfish men nor greetings where no kindness is nor all the dreary intercourse of daily life shall e'er prevail against us or disturb our cheerful faith that all which we behold is full of blessings therefore let the moon shine on thee in thy solitary walk and let the misty mountain winds be free to blow against thee And in after years when these wild ecstasies shall be matured into a sober pleasure when thy mind shall be a mansion for all lovely forms thy memory be a dwelling-place for all sweet sounds and harmonies oh then if solitude or fear or pain or grief shall be thy portion with what healing thoughts of tender joy wilt thou remember me and leave my exhortations nor perchance if i shall be where i no more can hear thy voice nor catch from thy wild eyes these gleams of past existence wilt thou then forget that on the banks of this delightful stream we stood together and that i so long a worshipper of nature Hither came unwearied in that service rather say with warmer love, oh, with far deeper zeal of holier love, nor wilt thou then forget that after many wanderings, many years of absence, these steep woods and lofty cliffs, and this green pastoral landscape, were to me more dear both for themselves and for thy sake. End of Lines Written a Few Miles Above Tinton Abbey, recording by Verity Kendall. End of Lyrical Ballads, seventeen ninety eight, by Samuel Taylor Coleridge and William Wordsworth.